You're listening to PowerFM Radio. This is a podcast where ladies come together and try to share their opinions and empower each other to be better women in society. Um, did he just say try? <laughs> You're listening to PowerFM, where women don't try, we do. I'm feeling unstoppable today. How are you feeling today? Pretty unstoppable. Great. That's amazing. Um, You guys, you're listening to the Power Femme Podcast. We have an amazing guest here today. This is my best friend, Ashlyn Showalter. She is a female entrepreneur, a business coach for women, and a six-figure business owner herself. Um, Our intention today is to really uncover what Ashlyn's most valuable lessons have been from being a female business owner. So, yay. Woo, I'm excited. I know, I'm excited too. How was your day? Let's just start there. How's your day? My day was great. I woke up, I journaled, I meditated, I went to Pilates. Ooh. I went grocery shopping. Wow. All in your luteal phase. I know. Wow. I know. Wow. Um, <laughs> Ashlyn and I are both, uh, we've successfully synced our periods. Yes, we have. <laughs> if, if you're not doing this with your best friend, you need to be doing this. It's really important. Why is it important? Because then we can go into our womb cave together. Our womb coom. Our womb coom, as Josh calls it. <laughs> And when we're ovulating, we can really crush it together. But yeah. for a minute there, we were back. We were backwards. So when I was ovulating, you were on your period, and then so then you were blah, and I yeah. was thriving. So we had to sync it up to where we're both blah together, and we're both thriving together. Yeah, it took six months for us to successfully do this, but this is actually something we really, really aimed for, and <laughs> we are officially one day off from each other with our cycles. So. Yes. It's, it's perfect. It's so great. I feel like we really help each other a lot. We do. <laughs> it's key to success. Because we are on the same page, you know? Yes. So, I mean, yeah. it has everything to do with just having so much more energy. But yeah, we, Ashlyn and I, last month, it was our first month synced up. And uh, she came over and we turned my house into uh, a womb cave. And then my <laughs> boyfriend was taking care of us because he's the best boyfriend in the entire world. Ladies, get a man who understands your cycle and like. Agreed. Uh, right? Isn't life, that- ha- life hack. I mean, life hack. Seriously, at this point, Chad, Chad, like, I'll tell him how I'm feeling for the day, and he's like, "Oh, you're in your luteal phase," and I'm like, "I love you." You're like, "I feel so seen." I love you. Yeah. So then Josh was like, "Oh, cute womb coom," and we were like, "Womb coom? What's a womb coom?" And so it became our womb coom. That's what we do together. Um, okay, amazing. So today, what we really want to focus on is the business aspect of things. Um, I. Obviously, you guys, Ashlyn has been on the podcast before, back when we were hustling flow. So if you want to hear all about her wellness journey, where she's from, how she overcame like so many challenges from being homeschooled and sheltered and just really evolving, we have a whole episode on that. So if you need some background info on Ashlyn, just search Ashlyn Showalter Hustle and Flow. She's in our old episodes. Um, but today, I want to I want you to take me to your business and like when you started your business and I would really like to know some of your best best tips for someone who maybe has an idea maybe a passion maybe they're just unhappy in what it is that they're doing and they don't know how to turn their side hustle into their main hustle um so can we just start with maybe where you were before you even started your business because I have a feeling some of these people who are listening don't already have their own business or maybe they have an idea for a business they just don't know where to start Yeah, totally. I mean, for sure. So 
I, before I started my business, I was bartending and I had been bartending because I really couldn't commit to a career because I always, I never really knew what I wanted to do in life. Like my parents, even as I was a little kid, would always ask me like, what do you want to do? You know, can parents do that? I think I it's weird. Really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why do you want to ask your child what they want to do for the rest of their life or when they grow up? Like, it's right. like, they don't know. Let them just play right. and figure it out. Like, be curious. Like, instead, ask them, what are you curious about? What are you interested in? Yeah. But it's just such a heavy question. It is. It, even now, as an adult, that's a heavy question. I just went to my 10-year reunion and every, people are like, what do you do what now? Do you do? And I'm like, oh my God, like instant panic attack. Oh yeah. It's better I, to ask like, what are you inspired by? Yes, totally. Or like, what is, what's exciting you in your life right now? What are you learning in your life right now? Yeah. So much better. But, um, but yeah, so my parents would always ask me and I, I literally just never knew. And I, but I will say I knew what I didn't want and I knew that I didn't want a regular nine to five. I just yeah. knew that. I always knew that. And I think it's because I saw my dad working so, so hard mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to provide for our family and working like 80 hours a week. And I, he just didn't seem super happy. Mm -hmm. And my, my mom didn't seem super happy. And I was just like, that's not really fully living. And mm -hmm. so I feel like I've always been someone that kind of like wants, I like want it all. Like mm -hmm. I want to like thrive. I want to be healthy. I want to feel good. I want to have fun and I want to make money. And mm -hmm. I also want to serve and help people. Mm -hmm. And so I, so anyway, so that brings me to this point where I'm bartending, right? <laughs> which is so funny, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. However, I had gotten into fitness and it had really changed my life. Yeah. Um, and like really just took me from kind of just depressed. I was drinking a lot. Um, I didn't feel like I had a lot of purpose and I didn't really have great friendships. I wasn't, I didn't really, I wasn't introduced to the whole self-development world yet. I didn't know that there was a way to change your mindset mm -hmm. and your thoughts and your life and mm -hmm. your beliefs. And so, so fitness for me really, you know, switched everything and got me into that whole world of realizing like, oh, I can actually change my energy. I can change my state. I can change my thoughts. I can change my beliefs. I can actually create anything I want in life. And that was really exciting. And I feel like it almost took me from the, you know, how it's like a, you can have a growth mindset or you can have a, what's scarcity fixed, fixed mindset. Okay. I think it's fixed mindset or growth mindset and fixed mindset is when you think that whatever you were kind of born with is what you're stuck with. And a growth mindset is like, okay, even though maybe that's not a talent of mine or that's not a skill that I have yet, I can grow and I can learn that. And so I feel like fitness started that for me and I really created so it created a lot of passion for me because I was like, okay, if I can change my life like that, there's so, I see so many other women just like me, I want to help them. Right. And so I got my personal, so it's, this is probably where some of your listeners are at right yeah. now too, is like, okay, so you might, you have like this passion or this interest, mm -hmm. but you're like, where do I go from there? Mm -hmm. You know, like, mm -hmm. cause, cause you, Maybe don't feel like, oh, I don't really know how to monetize it. Or mm -hmm. like, I'm not really an expert in mm -hmm. this thing yet. And like, so where, where do I go? And so I remember I was like, all right, next thing would be, I guess, to get my personal training certification. So then I did that. 
And then I remember working at Crunch Fitness Mm -hmm. in Johns Creek and I was stoked. And then I literally hated it. Yeah. Like I, I did that for what? Like a month? Yeah. I did it for like a month. Isn't that the worst when you like, I mean, this doesn't happen anymore because we both have like had our own businesses, but like in the past, whenever you've gotten a job and you're like, oh, this is going to be so amazing. And then you get the job and then literally you're at the job and you're doing the work and you're like, how did I end up here? Like, I hate this. This is not good. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that probably happens a lot. And I think that is, there's a reason why there's so much, so many high rates of like depression, anxiety, suicide in like dentists and veterinarians Mm. and things like that, because it's like, they don't even get a chance to try their job on until after they've gone through, they've put eight years of their life towards this Mm -hmm. thing and Mm -hmm. then they feel stuck in it. Oh. So I don't know. That's just a side note. Oh, that's really good. Okay, well, we are going to dive into, like, when you should pivot once you've been, like, too deep into one idea and you feel like it's time to go, but we won't go there yet. So, okay, so you were bartending, and, and like, so take me to the point where you were, like, I'm going to – this is the idea I'm going to go with. Like, maybe you had a few ideas or – or maybe it was just that one thing that you knew for sure. And then how did you take that first step to being like, I'm literally doing this. There's nothing else I'm going to do. I'm not going to bartend anymore. And yeah. like, I want to make money doing fitness. Like, how did that, how'd you make that transition? Yeah. So I had, I figured out, okay, personal training is not it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, then what is it? You know, mm-hmm. like, what do I do in this industry? And so I was starting to see, this was literally when kind of online coaching just had started. Right. And so I was seeing all these people, you know, doing this online stuff. And I had already kind of been posting stuff online about my fitness journey. And so I was like, okay, if other people are doing this, then I could do this. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started trying. So I started like training different people online and I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like sending them Google documents and like, you know, just like literally the most basic things and charging people like a hundred dollars for like Cute. eight weeks or something. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like making it up as I went and no one had told me, yeah, no one trains. Like you can't like, that's the other thing you can't really go to school. You can get a business degree, but like you can't really go to school to teach you how to run an online business mm-hmm. like it's like its own category mm-hmm. you know totally. and like to create content it's like at a university doesn't teach you that right so it's kind of like you got to figure it out yeah so I remember wanting so I had followed you know some different people who I had realized okay people are teaching other people like me how to do this mm-hmm. and I was like okay great because I am have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I remember um, I got on the phone with a potential business coach, which was Sterling. Mm-hmm. And I, this was just a phone call to be like, okay, what are you doing? Like, what, how can you help me? Like, things like that. Right. And I just remember after that phone call, I was so inspired and so excited because I, they really helped me see the possibility of like once you learn the skills to market and sell yourself and create a really amazing offer, then you can actually make really good money and you can help a lot of people and mm-hmm. you can do this thing full time. Wow. And so and so that was really the moment when I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to invest into this business coaching program and I'm going to and I'm going to quit bartending 
And I was like, I didn't know if I was going to be successful yet, actually. Mm -hmm. So I quit bartending before I even knew that I was going to be successful. Wow. So I was just like, because I was like, you know what? I'm going to burn all the bridges. I'm just going to go for it. And I was like, I, I like, I don't know. I did have this belief in myself. I was like, you know what? Like, I don't. I feel like this is possible. If it's possible for someone else, it's possible for me. And I'm a hard worker. I'm going to do this thing. Yes. And so, and it was $5,000. I had $600 in my bank account because I'm like a broke bartender who had also recently moved to LA. I was working like three jobs at the time, like an events place. I was working at this like little dive bar and then I was working at like EP and LP. And, um, and yeah, so I borrowed the money and like, wow. so I borrowed the money. I'm like, I got to pay this back yeah. and I have to be successful. And I just quit bartending. Also, by the way, I was terrified. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit I about that? I was terrified. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was just terrified. Yeah. Like I was like, I was. Were you afraid you couldn't like pay the money back? Or? Yeah, totally. I was afraid I couldn't pay the money back. I was afraid that I was just going to be terrible at this. I was afraid that I was going to ruin people's lives. Oh my God. <laughs> like with what online a, coaching. Like, okay. <laughs> imposter syndrome is so evil. Like yeah. she is so tricky. Like, like it's so funny. Cause like, if you really catch yourself in like your mindset and your mindset has so much to do with like your success, you know, I think really burning the bridges and really just like not even giving yourself to fit like a chance to fail, just like going for it is so, so valuable. But if you really pay attention when, when the time starts to like approach and you're about to do that big scare thing for the first time resistance is so loud but it's also oh, yes. so quiet because it only is going on in your head yes. so it's like it can be the loudest thing but nobody sees it around you so people you know it's kind of just like that well what's stopping you what's and it's like dude it's resistance that that voice inside of your head and she is so mean dude so it's she, pretty bad so she resistance she was telling you that you would ruin people's lives oh yeah oh yeah that I was not even good at fitness that I didn't know what I was talking about that I wasn't qualified that I wasn't like all these things yeah comparing myself to other people Mm -hmm. so it's like on the phone when I invested I was stoked and I was like I got this and then it was like when I actually had to go and like start creating content and like create my program and like tell people about it it's like that's when I was like I was like froze wow but I still moved through it because I had invested this money yeah I had lit a fire into my ass yeah and I was like I'm gonna I have to do this yeah so but yeah it was hard like it was very hard I had no marketing experience I had no I mean sales I would say you know bartending I guess yeah so you have people skills and you right. know how to sell things I guess but it's totally another beast when you're selling like yourself yeah and, and your own services yeah um but yeah it was yeah t- totally terrified I was like people are gonna think I'm dumb I'm gonna make a mistake uh-huh. I'm gonna say the wrong thing mm-hmm. uh, people are gonna think this is a big one people are going to think that I only care about money. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's like, the energetics of money too, like your perception of money and your receptivity of money and then other your projections onto other people about what they think about you with your money. Like yes, that is yes, so yes. powerful. And so did you have like, did you feel like you maybe weren't charging what you should charge? You Like you went from 800 or you went from $100 for eight weeks to what was your, like, what were you charging? Yeah. So my business coach would not let me charge anything less than 1500. So I was like, all right, I have to do that. And I was like, to me, listen, I had $600 in my bank account. So like $1,500 to me was like 
an insane amount of money. That was three a lot times of money. more than what you even have. Exactly. Like that was a lot of money. And wow. so I'm like, I remember my first few sales calls, like, and they all went just horribly. At least right. I thought they did. I'm sure they were fine. But well, did they sign up with you? My first like five, absolutely not. Okay. I, I got so many no's. Yeah. Like, and that's also just a reminder, guys. To like, keep going. To keep going. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, and I just, I remember crying. Like I, my boyfriend at the time, well, my boyfriend, boyfriend. Matt, um, was so, I'm so glad he was there because he was like my main support system of just like, I would just cry and I would just be like, this is so hard. It's so funny. This is like real, this is just so, the real behind the scenes of just what it's like. So, okay. So you, you overcame the resistance. You did the thing. And then you started to hop on sales calls. Can I ask you, how did you end up doing in your first like month or two months? Yeah. So my first month I was overcoming a lot of resistance and I was, I was kind of just prepping everything, like getting everything together, um, you know, starting to create content and everything. And so I don't think I made any money the first month cause mm-hmm. I was just prepping everything. But I need to actually go back and look at exact numbers. But I want to say my second month, I made like 8K. Yeah. And then I think my third month, I made like 20K. It was crazy. It was I crazy. I literally, you guys, I remember, because we're best friends, okay? <laughs> I remember Ashlyn literally calling me and be like, Heidi, I made 6K today. And I literally, <laughs> like, that was that was mind-blowing to me. Because, oh like, my God, yeah. Because I remember, too, you know, we're really big on ideal scenes, and I would love for you to share on ideal scenes, but yeah. we're so big on ideal scenes. I remember Ashlyn and I, like, we are just the type of friends that always share, like, our goals with each other. And, and one of the things that, like, we were talking about was, like, we really wanted to make three grand a month. Like, we just really wanted to make 3K. And that was, like, a stretch. That was a goal for me. That was, I never, I don't know why, but, like, that's just what my mind was, like, oh, that's, like, abundant. That's, that's enough. That's a lot of money. Right, that's a lot of money. <laughs> now that and we live in LA. No, oh, my God. <laughs> absolutely not. No, absolutely not, yeah. And, but I remember you calling me being, like, I made 6K today. And I literally, like, I remember I had to pick my jaw up off of the floor. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's so inspiring and so incredible. Um, uh, and wow. just side note too, like 20K in a month for me, that was like my entire year of bartending. Wow. You know? And so also with that, with that jump of, you know, cash flow yeah. comes also a lot of resistance and money beliefs. Like I remember I was like reading books and listening to like money affirmations yeah. and all this because I was like, it was like making my nervous system was kind of like freaking out. Like I was like, do I deserve this? Like, is this okay? Like, am I going to ruin all of it? Am I going to lose it all? Like, you know, it's like all of this comes up. Mm -hmm. And so I really had to work on my money mindset to even receive that much money because I literally went from like 20 K a year to like 20 K in a month. Mm -hmm. Wow. Crazy. Amazing. Oh, okay. So uh, you know, we'll fast forward and, and hop out of fitness coaching because you no longer do fitness coaching. You did that for about how long? I did it for, I mean, fitness specifically, I would say two to three years. And then you started to pivot 
And then I start, and then I, I would say it was more of just kind of like an up level mm-hmm. into more of the functional health world mm-hmm. of, you know, learning about gut and hormones and helping women balance all of these internal kind of like mystery symptoms that were, that were coming up. And I had realized through my fitness coaching that there was a certain percentage of people that no matter all of the strategies that I would, um, do with them, um, which which like I got really good client results too. Yeah. And there was still always like a certain percentage of, of women who no matter what just wouldn't lose weight or, you know, it just wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. And I am just the type of person that I'm just like, why? Like, what is that? And also like, that's not okay. Like I need to help those people. So then I learned more and I did a six month kind of like a, a functional health apprenticeship um, under one of the kind of like leading functional experts in, in, I would say probably the U S and that's when I pivoted into doing more functional health, which was just helping women overcome weight loss resistance due to hormonal imbalances, gut issues, um, thyroid issues and things like that. Amazing. And since you are the boss babe that you are, you also created a program called the flush, right? So I didn't create the flush. Oh, okay. Tell us about the wellness mastery and the flush and all of that. And then I want to talk about how you've automated that and still created a stream of income for yourself. So let's let's go that direction. Yeah. So my one of my mentors, his name is Vince, and he's amazing. Everyone should follow him. He is fantastic when it comes to healing chronic issues like weight loss resistance, hormonal imbalance, acne, things like that. Um, and he has this process called the flush and he has created it. And it's something that I did also to heal my, I had gut issues and all of that as well. And it was life changing for me. Mm. And I then used that with all of my clients as well. And then, I mean, it has been, the flush has been used on like over 10,000 people with like a 90% success rate, which is, which is incredible. And so So, you know, we kind of came together and we were like, what if we automated this so that this is accessible to everyone? Because to be honest, anyone can do a flush. It's like, and follow the protocol and, you know, use the supplements and anyone can do it. And I was like, let's create this so that someone can, you know, who doesn't have a lot of money or time to actually do one-on-one coaching with a coach, Mm -hmm. um, they can just do it themselves and get amazing results. And so, so we, we teamed up with my mentor, myself, my boyfriend actually also, and Vince, and my boyfriend also went through the flush and, um, had his own gut issues and just like saw how incredible it was. And so we just kind of created this little team Mm -hmm. and, um, and it took us, it took us a year or so and we put it all together. We recorded it and we packaged it. And so now, now it's flush and now it's existing and people can do it on their own and it's awesome I love it because it makes me feel happy that it's so it's accessible and it's affordable to pretty much in my opinion anyone um, so they can kind of like take their health back into their own hands and find some healing for themselves I love it amazing Um, and so so fast forward even more okay how many total years have you been a businesswoman would you say I would say almost five years okay so you you leveled up into like more of like functional health coaching and then you automated this program. You were able to create a new stream of income for yourself. And then 
you went through, you know, like a period where you maybe felt like this isn't it anymore. Yeah. Um, actually, I have right here a quote from you. It says, I believe that true health comes not just from eating healthy and exercising, but when we listen to our inner knowing, step towards our deepest desires, believe we deserve it, and go out and create it. So I wanted to ask you, how can you relate you know, this to starting your fitness business and then venturing out into other creative ideas that you had, um, like Mycelium, the music festival that you created, and now even business coaching for women online. Yeah. So I think I love that quote that I, yeah, <laughs> that isn't I that wrote. Great? <laughs> right? um, because I think it is so true. It's like you can eat healthy and you can exercise, you can do all the right things physically, but if you're internally not following your intuition or you're in a job that you hate or you're in a relationship that isn't serving you um there's going to be this part of you that is not fulfilled and i feel like health is is all of it right and so i and i also saw that in my own life that a big part of just like the angst and anxiety and depression that i had always felt was because i didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life or mm-hmm. like I didn't know I didn't believe in myself enough to actually dig deep and pull this desire out and actually take action on it mm-hmm. you know like I totally. think we all like I think when we say we don't re- we don't know like I don't know what I want to do or I don't you know it's like actually like we do Really? So we what have you- something in there that's that's trying to like raise its hand and be like hi like I'm here I have this curiosity or I have this little this little just trickle of like interest in this thing but we're like no 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 because it's a little scary right or like what we were talking about the other day I wanted to talk about this, this is yeah this is the real thing is that when we allow ourselves to let that little thing out that we're really truly interested in yeah. it feels really scary because it is the deepest and most true part of ourselves and mm-hmm. so it's almost exposing the this this like this is who I really am and what if I do that thing and like people don't like me or it doesn't go well or I fail or whatever it almost feels like it would be a death so we end up doing things that we don't really right it's like care about as much because then if those things don't go that well, it's not that bad. It's fine right. because it's not it's not that thing. It's right. not that like and I, juicy thing. I think I think we see um, other people being successful or like successful. I'm doing air quotes, guys. Um, and so then we say, oh, that's the thing I have to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like we can get so, I mean, like myself, like I literally obviously have always wanted to be a producer, an actress. Like I've always wanted to be creative and in this field and, and on stage and stuff. But like I, for whatever reason was like, no, I need to be a fitness coach. And for five yep. years, I literally was a fitness coach. And instead of starting Power Fem Productions, I started Power Fem Fitness. And like yep. I hid behind that. And the entire time I told myself, I'm not happy. Like, I don't know if I'm good at this. I feel like I'm an imposter. And I feel like there is a fine line. Like, I think, I think you should listen. Like sometimes you've got to know, like when your imposter syndrome is real, like you're like, you feel like an imposter because you know, like maybe you're really excited to do this thing and you are super passionate about it, but you don't have, you haven't actually done it yet versus doing something that you're actually not passionate about and sticking with it because you're afraid of what other people are going to say 
that is a different kind of imposter syndrome. Yeah, totally. I agree. I mean, I think that there is, I think imposter syndrome is, I don't think we should just ever say if you have imposter syndrome, like that's incorrect. Everyone just has it and like you shouldn't listen to it. It's Mm. like, no, it's telling you something. I think imposter syndrome is telling you one of two things. I think one, it's telling you you actually do need more knowledge, more credibility, or more experience. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And you just need to get that. And then you'll feel more confident. Or I think it's telling you that you are just, you just need to, you're just like a beginner Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And like, I think imposter syndrome sometimes can be us being where we're at and then seeing someone else where they're at Mm -hmm. and thinking that, it's not okay to be where we're at. And it's like, actually say they're level five and you're, and you're level one, just own level one and get yes. really good at level one. And then you'll get to level two and then own level two. And like, you'll eventually get to level five. So what are three tips that you can give to new entrepreneurs to help them build more confidence? So I love the phrase and I've heard it somewhere. I can't claim it for myself, but it's competence creates confidence. And I think that's so true. It's like when you, for instance, if you go into a meeting or even this podcast, it's like if you go into it blind, you're probably not going to feel super confident about it. But if you go into an interview or anything really and you've prepared for it, Mm. then you're going to feel confident. And that's a big part of it. And so I feel like the first tip that I would say is just to find figure out what is going to create competence for you so is that do you need to is there a little piece of knowledge that you feel like you're missing is there anything that is there a framework that you need to build like what do you need to do to feel like you're really competent at Mm. what you do and how can you prepare yourself Mm. for the thing really well and then two i would say practice So if you have to practice, like say if it's coaching, for instance, like practice on a family member, um, take on a free client. My first client was my mom. I will not lie. And you were my first client (laughs) and we crushed it. Yes, we did. And that really kickstarted my business. And, you know, when you you can take on a free client and you can practice then and therefore there's no pressure. Mm -hmm. You can just. You can just flow and you can learn and you have to just make peace with the fact that if you're brand new at something, you have to somehow get experience. So it's like, how can you create experience? And so, so that's number two. And then number three would be honestly mentorship, like, and, or just accountability in general. So Mm. if you don't, if you can't afford a mentor, it's like find a friend and have them hold you accountable because actually also I think action creates confidence. And so you have to prove to yourself that you are capable of what you're saying that you're going to do. And you can only do that if you actually take action on it. And so sometimes when it's a new venture and you don't have the confidence yet, in order to create the confidence, you need someone to push you to do the thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, you guys, accountability. This is like, it's the secret sauce. Like, don't tell anyone or tell everyone, actually. Honestly, secret to success. Secret to success. I think the number one secret to success is accountability. Yeah. And that's what a coach does. Yes, that is what a coach does. And that's what friends can do. Yes, yes. Oh, my God, yes. And and you know what? It's that it's probably the only thing that will overcome the resistance voice in your head. Agreed. Because you have an outside force being like, did you do it? My favorite favorite question that Ashlyn asks me almost daily is, did you do it? (laughs) 
Did you do that thing that you said you were going to do? She's the best at holding me accountable. Thank you. You're Literally, welcome. none of this would be happening if it wasn't for her right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> it really wouldn't be. Hey, guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. I just wanted to interrupt for one quick second because I have to tell you about the Breath Channel. What is the Breath Channel, you ask? Well, the Breath Channel is a breathwork and meditation and embodiment membership. It's a donation-based monthly membership full of exercises, practices, tools, and training for you to release stress, gain energy, get grounded, feel peace, calm, and reach your peak state. This is a community of people who are moving toward vitality, aliveness, connection, more self-acceptance, self-love, and have the common goal of feeling better in their day-to-day lives. You guys, I've had so many noticeable shifts in my life in the way that I communicate with myself and the way that I understand myself, in the way that I'm showing up with other people, with my team, with my friends and my relationships. And this has been probably the most helpful tool in allowing me to overcome any anxiety that's been holding me back, especially in this hard season of my life where I'm changing careers, I've lost a parent, life's been crazy, it feels like the weight of the world is on me, I feel like I'm showing up so huge in so many different ways and the imposter syndrome can be so loud. Some mornings I wake up and I just feel so defeated. And I know that that's like probably surprising for you to hear, but it's true. Sometimes I just feel so defeated. And the one thing that I can always count on is the breath channel. It doesn't matter if I don't have a direction for my day, if I don't know what I'm going to be doing. All I have to do is click a button, get on my phone, click a button, and Literally at my fingertips, there's 52 breathwork exercises that I can choose from to help get me in a better mood. One thing is for sure, I always feel better after a few minutes of breath work. And Stevie, she does such a wonderful job of guiding me through the experience and really just making me feel so at peace in my body. The breath channel might be the most magical way to start your mornings. And I say that because she literally has a practice called breathwork for magic mornings. With over 50 breathwork videos, the breath channel gives you so many options to choose from. There's breathwork for abundance, healing anxiety, clarity, energy, emotional eating, and period pain. Oh yeah, I said it, period pain. (laughs) Not to mention my personal faves, breathwork for feminine embodiment and breathwork for manifestation. It's truly so powerful. After I complete these breathworks, I literally feel like a million bucks. If you are someone who's been struggling to hit their morning routine and you feel like you need a little extra accountability, consider signing up for the breath channel today. I have a link below in the show notes just for you. If you click that link, it'll take you to the breath channel where you can sign up and get your membership. Like I said, it is donation based. I believe it starts at $20. Honestly, in my opinion, the best $20 you will ever ever spend. But if you feel like maybe that's not doable for you right now, no worries. You have the option to donate less. And if you feel so abundant, you can donate more. Don't worry about breaking the bank so that you can start to feel better in your body today. No, own your power now. Head on over to the breath channel, make a donation and commit to your daily practice of connecting to your breath. I know, like I know, like I know it's going to make a difference in your life. I love you and let's get back to the episode. Something I want to dive into really quickly is how authenticity is the real key to having a thriving brand. Can you speak about a time where you were in your business and maybe you realized 
this is not me or I'm not coming through and what that was and then how you started to bring your authenticity through. And I'm more so referring towards your feminine energy, like leaning into the new paradigm as you coined it. Yeah. Man, I mean, I think there's many moments that I can think of in my business probably that I felt inauthentic and thing, you know, and for instance, my first business coach was um was a man and extremely masculine. Very masculine and very um money focused and sales focused and you know, all of that oriented, which is why I hired him. Um, and there was also things that I didn't feel were super aligned with me. Um, and like certain, you know, ways that they would, you know, teach you to do sales and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of following the, you know, I was just following the scripts or I was just following the, the structure. And I feel like I started to realize that actually like you really can create whatever kind of business that you want. Mm -hmm. And even if someone tells you that you have to do it this way, if that doesn't feel authentic to you and that doesn't feel aligned to you, then just don't do it that way, Mm. you know? And there's a difference. And I think this is important. There's a difference between feeling and authentic and unaligned with something versus it just being uncomfortable. Mm, You know what I mean? Totally. So when, you know, there's things that you might have to do in your business that you feel that make you feel a little uncomfortable because it's outside of Mm -hmm. your comfort zone or it's up leveling you in some way. And you know that, okay, this thing is going to be good for me, but Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I got to do it Mm -hmm. versus like this, like there's a core of this that doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't, feel like this doesn't feel authentic this doesn't feel good this doesn't feel like in integrity you feel cheesy you feel just not just something it's just it's a deeper I think it's just a deeper knowing of like this this isn't this doesn't align with my values essentially yeah Yeah, I think there's a difference of like okay there's this like even cheesy I think cheesy is fine sometimes you might have to sound a little cheesy I think that's okay I think it's more when you're you're doing something that you're like this doesn't align with my values. Right. Or like this feels like it's manipulative or whatever. So what did you notice when you made the shift from these super masculine ways of selling and getting clients and and when you tapped more into listening to your intuition and really embodying this feminine businesswoman that you wanted to essentially create yeah I feel like a big one was that I just started to feel less burnt out and I started because there there was a point in time when I my I started to like hate my business (laughs) yeah like I was like this is a lot I'm stressed and I feel like it's I'm not I'm not doing this for the right reasons anymore or maybe I am just pushing, pushing, pushing and I don't know what my like purpose behind it is Mm -hmm. and it's just starting to not feel like me or Mm. loving or exciting and it's so important. Like I feel like my values are, are like, you know, always like people focused. Like I want this to be for the good of all involved and then also like fun, Mm -hmm. adventure, um, play, um, like ease flow Mm -hmm. and it was starting to my business was starting to not really hit Mm -hmm. those like I was Mm -hmm. like what am I even doing this for and so and and I think that was a couple reasons one I was starting to feel 
unaligned with the the fitness side of things and I think that was also probably more tapping into my feminine energy because Mm -hmm. fitness can be can feel a little more masculine and when I started to really tap into more of my feminine kind of just nature Mm -hmm. some of these things started to feel less authentic totally and I feel like I yeah I feel like I just found a lot more ease and flow and happiness and at the same time though I also started to realize that things weren't aligned yes and sometimes that's not yes and fun fun or enjoyable because you're like wait so now these things aren't aligning with me anymore because I've had this big energy shift yes so but now what like so I just want (laughs) to pause really quick and and say and acknowledge the person who feels or is listening to this and is like ugh, I am so out of alignment being out of alignment is not a bad thing being out of alignment just tells you that you are not doing what lights you up so it's actually a good thing that feeling out of alignment because you can use it as your compass to get back on track um, I think we should talk too about like what what does feeling out of alignment feel? Yeah, like, I'd like, love to talk about it. And I mean, even for for you, like yeah. like what do you like for you? What is feeling out of alignment? Because I feel like before I didn't really understand what the word mm-hmm. alignment meant, mm-hmm. or like what does that even mean? Because when you're always living your life out of alignment, mm-hmm. like accidentally, because mm-hmm. you just don't know, like, right? then you don't actually know what it feels like to be. So it's a scary thing. It, like when you feel out of alignment, you're scared. Like I, because I feel like I just spent the last uh, maybe two years out of alignment. At first, like the fitness and all of that, it was in alignment at one point for me. It served a purpose and I'm glad I did it. And it like running a business in that way taught me so much moving forward. And so like looking back now, I can see that all of my out of alignment things were fine because they were preparing me for what I'm getting ready for now. But I will say it was like a two year period where I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so for me, I just knew that I could not do fitness coaching anymore. I had a hard time showing up to any of my fitness calls. I literally couldn't do it. Like I just, I didn't want to do it. There was nothing I wanted to do less. Didn't want to talk to another client about their problems. Um, just because I myself was going through a super hard time. My dad just died. Like my dad was sick with cancer. There was so much of like my identity. I was questioning my identity. That's what it is. You know, like I'm like, what am I doing? What makes me happy? Life is short. My dad's going to die from brain cancer. Like how can I start living my dreams right now? Like how can I make money doing what I love? There's a lot of insecurity in there. There was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of like thoughts about nepotism and believing that the people who do the things that I want to do only got there because they are lucky. Like there's a lot of comparison. That's what it was for me. And it was allowing myself that two-year period of being okay with, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm trusting (laughs) that if I start to like kind of go after some things that interest me, maybe I'll find out what I'm, what I'm happy with. And like, for me, it was just like a very long period of, I don't know, but like now it's clicked. You know, I even, I even went into real estate and like, literally it's a year long process to get your freaking real estate license and it costs thousands of dollars. It's like you unfortunately have to go after things and spend money on things just to realize that that's not it. Um, so that's what it felt like to me. What is, what does that feel like to you? 
Yeah, I mean, I can totally relate to that. And I think, like, let's also normalize being passionate about something and being, like, fully in love with that thing and then falling out of passion with it. Oh. Like, it's okay. It is okay. You know? Because I feel like when it happens, you almost feel like like something is drastically wrong. You're like, this is not supposed to happen. I once loved this thing and now I don't. Like, what? who am I? Right. Like, oh my god like it's a whole thing and then feeling stuck or like pigeoned into that niche that you've created you're like but wait I'm I'm the fitness person wait I'm the like I am the gut person or I am the whatever okay and being like okay to realize that we are so multifaceted and honestly it's ridiculous to assume that we shouldn't evolve as we grow in life right we have new experiences we learn more things honestly if you're not evolving like then I don't think you're really like questioning your life and like I look at my journey and I'm like I I, I'm like okay fitness was amazing and like I was kind of a baby Mm -hmm. in that like Mm -hmm. I was introduced to fitness because and it had changed my life but there was also a lot of negatives to fitness yeah like, there's a lot of body image issues yeah. that go along you're with looking that. at women's bodies there's all a, the time yeah, and telling them that this is yeah. there's a lot of like there's a lot of negativity that go with it as well as you know what I had realized is too like there's some women who are not going to get results with this because they have actual internal issues going mm-hmm. on and I think for me to ignore that would have been really out of integrity Mm. and it wouldn't have allowed me to keep evolving Mm. it like noticing that caused me to question why are some people not getting results Mm. and like maybe fitness isn't like everything right and then that allowed me to grow and then it's like then questioning like you know it's kind of like never stop questioning and never stop trying to kind of like make systems better I love this Ashlyn because I know that some I know like through my 20s I questioned the heck out of myself oh totally and I always thought it was bad yeah. but it's not bad it's, it's not bad it's so good like it's so it's if healthy you're, to question yes if you're questioning yourself then like I applaud you you're it's on healthy. the right path it's yes healthy. yeah uh, yes. yeah I think it's healthy and it means that you care yeah it means that you care like it means that you care enough to be like am I doing the right thing am I doing my best at it Mm -hmm. is there ways that I can improve Mm. and and you know there's a healthy balance of it you don't want to just always be questioning yourself you always want to have systems in place that remind you Mm -hmm. of your worth and how great at your job you are and how many lives you've changed Mm. and how credible and knowledgeable you are but you also should still be questioning yeah and and on that with like questioning yourself comes comes the opportunity to try new things and you did this really awesome thing with a lot of people in our community but you and your boyfriend spearheaded this you guys created an event called mycelium you guys best weekend of my life literally like I like it best weekend of my year last year for sure but like this year has also sucked (laughs) so it's still my best weekend in the last like year and a half now um (laughs) Just kidding. The last year hasn't fully sucked. There's been some great moments as well. It's just, you know, 
some some dark ones too but but okay so mycelium it is a three four day music festival three days three days okay so three-day music festival in the desert highly exclusive like first year she's done they've done two years so far and this is going to be an annual event but the first year I guess was like kind of a beta essentially Mm -hmm. and basically we threw a party in the desert with like how many people I think there was about 170 people at that one. Of our closest friends. And yes. you might hear that and you'd be like, Hi, do you have 170 friends? And like, actually, the answer is yes, because Ashlyn is a amazing Ashlyn is amazing at creating community and so she's created this amazing community here in Venice California and it's you know a very very small well not small it's like a it's a pretty big (laughs) whatsapp group but it still feels so small because there's a true sense of community to it so can you talk a little bit about what it was like for you to go do this thing you've never freaking done before but it's fun it's exciting and also, please touch on like how the community aspect of it made it so amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's another one of those things where it's it's doing this festival was so fun and so just my nature. Like I remember you were saying, what did you tell me last year? You were like, this is like you. Yeah, like, well, it's everything you love because you love music and yes. you love you love community. You love spending time with your friends. You love biohacking. And like this festival, it was like, it wasn't like these festivals you guys go to, like, you know, EDC Coachella, which by the way, I went to Coachella last year and my Mycelium was like way better than yes. Coachella. Love like it. it was like, you felt rejuvenated when you left. You weren't dead when you left. Like you so go there, cute. they have ice baths. There's a pool. They've got um, like breath work workshops, tantra workshops. We did a sex workshop. Um, healthy gourmet food. Healthy organic gourmet food like amazing chefs on site um like yoga amazing music dancing all night like under the stars just amazing so I want to hear like okay first of all like how'd you how'd you even decide like oh I'm gonna go from this to like just starting a music festival like how'd you do that well you know it was really our community in Venice that kind of sparked the idea and it definitely was not just me I think where like it was really this a a group of us that had an idea and then things just came together Mm. and we found a location and then we put it all together and um, I think where I really came in was helping with the intention behind it and really making bringing just the feminine qualities Mm, to it you know of like let's really balance this festival like it's not just a giant party like we are coming together to connect and to grow and to transform and to share resources and to help each other and to be healthy and thrive and which are all things that you were about but it was inviting in this like more fun side of you to this like amazing project totally and and yeah and just being like like allowing myself to to kind of just lean into it Mm -hmm. and actually yeah I think there was a part of me that was like oh my god like what am I doing like helping create this music festival for like almost 200 people that's scary yeah again the fear comes in and luckily when you have people also together it's Mm. helpful but I think it also was like, all right, Ashlyn, like, why would you want to just keep doing the same thing? Like, why don't you try to, like, access another part of yourself? Like, mm. cha- like I'm like, challenge yourself to, mm. like, okay, you are creative. Like, use this like different side of things and learn some new skills. Like, mm. it's so fun to learn new skills. Yes. And, like, 
And just even though you might feel like this isn't something that you've ever done before, like it, why can't it be? Right, right. (laughs) Why can't it be? Why is learning and reading so much fun as an adult, but like as a child, you're just like, I don't want to go to school and I don't want to learn and I don't want to, no, 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 no. Oh, totally. I'm like, I love going to bed early and reading books and learning new things and like, (laughs) it's just so fun now. I know. So... Ashlyn, having run several different businesses, participating in this huge music festival, and now as a business coach for women, why do you think female leadership is important now more so than ever? I think that the more women who make more money, the better, because I feel that the way that women make money is really usually beautiful and heart-centered and empathetic and serves the world. Mm. And then also the way that women spend money is also empathetic and heart-centered. And so I feel that the more women who can be in their power and show up and be in their gifts I just think it's going to change the world because Mm -hmm. the world needs more femininity in it. Yeah. We've been, I mean, we've been run by the masculine for so long and not only just run by the masculine, but the feminine has been repressed and dishonored and even hurt. And it's the, the, there's a reason why the world is kind of the way it is. And I will say the world is I think the world is getting better. Mm -hmm. It's getting better and better than it ever has. And I actually think that a big reason why is because women are finally being allowed to have more of a role in the world Mm. and to use their voices. And I just feel that women make decisions with an underlying sense of how is this going to affect other people and not just myself. Mm. And more so than men. I don't think that, you know, I am... I think that there's so many amazing, beautiful men in the world. I just do think that our biology is very different. Yeah. And sometimes what we put as a priority as women is different than men. Yeah. And so, so yeah. I think. Man, talk about systems that just don't work too. Because early we were talking about how in your business there were things that just were not working because they were just too masculine. They weren't authentic to who you were or anything. We are living in a world that was created by men. Totally. Four men. Totally. Literally four men. Like by oh, men, four men to keep. So, and now there's this beautiful thing happening where women are starting to, I mean, we're still fighting. Like we still haven't had a female president. It's so crazy. Like I, I can't even believe that in my lifetime. Do you think we will have a, a female president in I our think, lifetime? I'm just going to say this right now. Maybe Michelle Obama. Wow. I, I was thinking she would run too. I literally Obama. said it last night. You guys, you have to watch The First Lady. Like, it is the best show. Best show. It's on Showtime, but also it's on Amazon. And, like, I literally cry. It's so good. I've learned so much about our country and just how amazing the women behind these men and how impactful they have been in the making of our history. You have to watch it. But I want to talk very briefly about systems that just don't work. For example, the 9 to 5. So, okay, the (laughs) 9 to 5, but then also, like, being a, a woman and like our our cycle mm-hmm. right so ashlyn and i have coined this um this new system that really does work for women it's called the 12 hour morning routine <laughs> yes 
Can you tell us about the 12 hour morning routine? So the 12 hour morning routine is that you literally just do whatever you want for self care for 12 hours. Yeah, essentially. And you just so take to us your through body. take us through the 12 hours. So you wake up at 5:30 a.m., 6 a.m. Wake up at 6 a.m. You got a journal. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. You got a sauna. You got a cold plunge. You have to journal. You have to meditate. Look, yeah, meditate. You have to look in the mirror and recite affirmations. Yep. You have to get some sunshine. You have to stretch. You have to walk. You have to. Then you got to go work out. You have to work out. You yep. have to do yoga. Yeah. I mean, you have to take a bath. Essentially, essentially, what we figured <laughs> out is what works best for us is just solid 90 minutes of work in the day. The rest of your day should just be. Spent taking care of yourself absolutely that is tapping into the feminine that is tapping into just receiving energy and and so like with that you guys might hear me and you're like that's ridiculous but I'm actually being so serious our brains are not wired to work from 9 to 5 p.m every day they're just not well it's I mean it's proven by studies that we have about four hours of like actual focus time a day like just four, that's proven by science. That's it. That's all you get. Four hours of actual like productivity. And like, don't forget, you drive. Like you, you when you're driving, you're using up some of that like focus because you got to be focused, right? So it's like this focus. Totally. So okay. But even like further than that is like we're women are also not really we're not designed to be the same every day. So men have a 24 hour hormonal cycle. Women have a basically about a 28 day hormonal cycle and so our we we have about like four different kind of major shifts Mm -hmm. in our hormones throughout the month yeah and so and literally the way that our body um processes like the way that our, our like our blood sugar shifts um, the way that we process food changes, the way that we think changes, like the way that our hemispheres of our brain communicate changes, even like our appearance shifts. Yes. Oh my and God. I know. The it way really that does. even like the way that workouts affect cause us to store fat or not store fat changes throughout the month. Wow. And so to expect us to be on this very masculine rigid structure of everyone being the same every day mm-hmm. is not actually effective for women. What are some of your best hacks for female business owners when it comes to cycle syncing? Like should they apply that to their life? Yeah, absolutely. I think that what is cycle syncing, first of all? Let's yeah, start there. I was going to say, let's start there. Cycle syncing is basically just, you know, I think there's an aggressive way to go about it where you're like, okay, I'm going to eat according to my cycle. I'm going to work out according to my cycle. I'm going to do my business. I'm going to like do everything according to it. And I think that's a little aggressive. Mm-hmm. But Especially that, in a world that is a man's world. Totally. A man's paradigm. It's hard. It can be difficult to do. But I think you can design your life yeah. to do to reflect it. Um, the way that I kind of do it is just to basically, I'll just explain kind of how the, how the hormones kind of work. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically when you're on your period, your hormones have kind of reached their lowest and this is a very rough explanation, but, um, in general terms, your hormones have reached the lowest and when you're, you know, hormones really give you motivation, energy, it gives you kind of like the glow and just like, it's like vitality, you Mm -hmm. know? And so when your hormones are really low, you're going to kind of feel a little low. And so that's why you're kind of like a little blah on your Mm -hmm. period. And then they... So maybe that's not the best time to be like... Doing a photo shoot, filming content, um, 
maybe even like doing a big push in your business, right, doing a like lot sales of sales calls. calls. Okay. Um, what would you do more so in that period? Give yourself permission to rest. Don't do anything at all. Maybe just do some things. I think really listen to your body. If your body is telling you absolutely not today, then just absolutely not. You know, if you're like, actually, like, I feel like I can, I'm up for it today. Then, then, then do the things that you can do. I mm. think it's, I think all, what it's really about is listening to your body okay. during that phase. Yeah. And like your body will let you know what you Isn't can that do. amazing? You're like, body says no today. Totally. You know? And it's funny because I've applied this too. And, and like, I feel like people in my life will be like, no, well you need to do it. And, and like, it takes a strength for you to be like, no, my body says no today. Totally. It does. Yeah. It is. Boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries are key with this stuff mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so that's, that's based, that's your like menstrual phase. Okay. So then like when you're kind of ending your period, your hormones are beginning to rise and they reach their peak around ovulation, which is, it's different for everyone, but it's typically around maybe you're, you know, a week and a half after your period to two weeks, something, something like that. And so when your hormones reach your highest, you're like, yes, vitality, high libido, like you're more attractive, Mm -hmm. you're more attracted, you're more magnetic, you can communicate better. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that your brain, so your brain hemispheres are actually working together so much better during that time because of your hormones. And so, so communication is great. So this is the best time, like little life hack to like ask for the raise to um, have a really important conversation that you need to have. Um, this is when is good. Like you can totally push during this season, during these kind of like this kind of season of your period, because you have a lot of energy and you have a lot of resiliency. Um, and so, so that's basically, so the period from the period of time from your actual menstrual cycle leading up to your ovulation is called the follicular phase. Mm -hmm. And that's when your hormones are kind of rising again. And that's when it's this period of like newness you can Mm -hmm. try new things and um so new business ideas yeah new business ideas announcing a launch um content creation yep and you know during your actual period if we just go back to that for a second your actual period is a great time to just like reflect Mm. and set intentions for the coming month there's value in that there is reflecting is not not doing anything like contemplation is action it is yeah and setting intentions for this next phase and then once your hormones start to rise again you know get started action new beginnings yeah um but but yeah and so ovulation is like obviously the best time ever yeah and then and then you enter your luteal phase and the first half of your luteal phase you're still you're still doing great you're still thriving your hormones are still pretty high and but they're starting to kind of you know decline again and that is when you'll reach you'll eventually reach your menstrual phase again but your late luteal phase is usually when people start to experience the most trouble PMS yes and when you know and actually I would say uh, like the 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 big PMS that people experience um is not actually like it might be normal but Mm. it's not what it should like you're not you shouldn't experience a shit ton of PMS and Mm. if you are then you're you're probably just experiencing a little bit of a hormonal imbalance Mm. and so usually that's due to progesterone not being 
in a good ratio compared to estrogen. Mm. So usually it's like a lower amount of progesterone, which is the hormone that will make you feel more satisfied with your life, more relaxed. Like it's kind of like an anti-anxiety hormone. Mm. And so when that's not at a good ratio, then that's when you can experience more PMS. Mm. Um, So I think uh, there's some amount of like, like I think on someone who's incredibly healthy, you're gonna feel still like some fatigue. You're gonna feel a little bit lower motivation. You might experience some anxiety. You might like question your entire life. Right, like, right, right, right. It's like I feel like I woke up yesterday and I was like, "What am I doing? Who am I?" Like, I know. And I'm like, and then I'm like, but that's the key is awareness. Like, right. because I knew I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna start my period in a few days." Like, I'm gonna be so patient with myself today and right. so compassionate and like just know that this is not me. This is literally my physiology today. Yes. Yeah. And you know what, you guys, if you just heard all of that and you're like, hey, well now I need to go like learn about cycle syncing and understand, you don't have to understand electricity to use it, right? Like your body's gonna go through these stages. So just having the awareness of it is powerful enough. Just, it is. As yeah. you've always said to me, know thyself. Yes, totally. So I think that's beautiful. Those are That's great advice. So let's wrap this up, you guys. This has been an amazing episode. Ashlyn, before we do, I do want to ask you, what is your definition of confidence and how can women start to create more of it? I think that confidence is, is feeling the fear I I don't think that confidence is an absence of fear. I think that it is still having fears, but having a good amount of self-love and self-talk that you can, that you can keep yourself accountable and keep yourself disciplined and keep yourself showing up and doing the things in spite of the fear. Wow. I feel like that's what confidence is. So you need, it's like, and confidence, I think you have to, I think confidence is a skill. I don't think it's like an innate quality that you just put, possess. And there probably are people who like are more confident than others, maybe because of their upbringing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have confidence, you can you can build it. And I think a big part of that is, is one, cultivating self-love, but then two, like, literally just from a strategic perspective is build evidence from your life you know like sit down and write out like 10 things that you've done in your life that Mm. you couldn't like I've talked to so many women on the phone like hours and hours and um like I'll bring up one example of this woman who um who I was she was on the phone with me and she was worried that my health coaching program wasn't going to work for her. That's a normal thing, right? Yeah. Like, oh, like, I'm scared it's not going to work for me. Um, or I'm scared that, like, I'm not going to show up and do it. Like, I'm just, you know, and I was like, you know what? Like, have you ever thought that you couldn't do something, but then you did it? And she was like, yeah, actually, I lost, like, over 150 pounds on my own. And I was like, girl, like... <laughs> that is incredible and like do you hear what you just said you know and so it's like sometimes we need to like write these things down and be like you know what I did this I did this I did this I did this like I went to nursing school Mm -hmm. or like I graduated school that's Mm -hmm. insane I know that's amazing you know or like even you know for me it's like I was homeschooled and I made it out alive you know that's what that's a thing right like it's so you can evidence yeah 
when and for instance like with coaching or any you know business it's like look at your client testimonials look at the results you've gotten people go back and like look at all these names and stories mm -hmm. and like these lives that you've touched and it can help you create more confidence for you know what you're going what you're what you're gonna do and also putting things in perspective like you know i was thinking about it the other day like what what actually quality like what does what does like qualification mean or like what makes someone qualified to do a thing right mm. and i was like i feel like it's it's education i feel like it's credibility i feel like it's education and experience mm -hmm. creates credibility mm -hmm. right wouldn't mm -hmm. you say yeah so i would education well i've thought about this before because i'm like well, who, who, why why did that acting coach decide that they could teach actors? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, exactly. that acting coach hasn't been on TV or like they just made themselves. I think it's a decision to just make yourself an authority. I do think though you can't just decide out of nowhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to have put in, in our industry, in the film industry, we talk about 10,000 hours. Totally. You have to put your 10,000 hours in and it doesn't matter if in those 10,000 hours you fail 10,000 times. You put 10,000 hours hours in and you are learning and I feel like with that like credibility as you're saying or experience then it, what's left over is just you deciding nobody's going to give you exactly. the permission slip or come knock on your door and say hey I just thought about you and I was just thinking that like maybe you wanted to start a business and like you weren't sure about it and so like I just wanted to knock on the door and check on you today are you chasing your dreams today <laughs> like I fucking wish somebody would knock on my I door mean, we do that to each we other we do that to each other but yes <laughs> But yeah, but yeah. I, oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, yeah, I think I, that. I, I, what you're saying is exactly true. I think it's, it, exactly, it's the education and then it's experience. Mm. And if you have the education or like just meaning like knowledge, like education is like, you can be self-educated. Like I learned a million times more from my own experience and YouTubing and researching and looking up research articles when it came to fitness mm. than I did in my freaking personal training situation. Yeah. Like, good Lord. Right. And so is if you have the, if you have the education and you have the passion and then guess what? You can get experience. Right. Like, but guess what getting experience takes? You have to do it. Do it. <laughs> so it's like, you have to be okay with being a little shitty at first yeah. and just getting the experience. And then it's like, you know, like, it, but just, a, so it's like, you have to kind of question the system. Like it's yeah. like, what actually does make me credible or not to, to do this? And who decides that? Yeah. Me. Is it a college education? I don't think so. Right. Absolutely not. I don't like, think so. Yeah. No. And most, I mean, I wouldn't say most, but a lot of entrepreneurs never finished school like right. so many of them didn't go to school or they didn't finish or whatever right well ashlyn it's been amazing having you on the power of m podcast thanks for coming thank you for having me and thank you for supporting my dreams of course and always holding me accountable and being so amazing you guys if you want to stay in touch with ashlyn she's always sharing such valuable information on her instagram page and she has her hands in many hats if you want to know more about mycelium wellness mastery her business coaching um, or anything else definitely click the links in our show notes i'm going to put everything there so it's so easy for you to check out and if you want to keep in touch with ashlyn i think instagram is the best way to do that she is 
at The Ashlyn Show on Instagram. She posts a ton of inspiring content, valuable content for you guys, um, and I'm sure she loves to hear from you. So check her out there. And thank you guys so much for listening to the Power of M podcast. Until next time, have a good day. See you soon. Bye.